Welcome back to week 14 of Off Topic. We're going to have a short, quick episode this week, uh, cover a lot of it. A lot of it would have been the NBA draft, but we did cover that in our last episode. If you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to that. Very funny. Uh, Ian did a fantastic job editing yes, he did. for that. So Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> there. That means a lot. Uh, but yeah, go back and listen to it if you haven't already. But we'll- quick 20 minutes, just a quick 20 minutes to make you smile. Yeah. Uh, so, any final thoughts in the NBA draft, boys? I know we covered it Wednesday, but um, I'm I'm feeling good about the Bucks. I I like their two picks. Um, I'm more happy with uh, the Bulls signing Devon Dotson than drafting Patrick Williams. So, <laughs> I've seen a lot of good stuff about Patrick Williams. People are excited about him. Uh, you know what? I really hope he's good because right now I've the bar is very low for him. So. <laughs> well, I, I think Patrick Williams has potential. He has the potential. He might not be good right now, but the potential is definitely there. Yeah, that's true. He could be an elite defender in the NBA. Yeah. But I don't think you waste your number four overall pick on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, um, we did. I don't think we mentioned it during – Wednesday's episode, Clay Thompson did tear his Achilles. There might have been a little bit of something in there about it, but that that hurts Golden State coming up into this next year, especially since they were uh, expected to contend in the West. But now, without Clay Thompson, it looks like that could be difficult. Yeah, that's a big blow for them, and I feel awful for Clay, just because I feel like everybody likes Clay Thompson. Like he's never done anything wrong. He's just he doesn't really talk much. He's just a low key fantastic player and now to have both of his I mean both his legs are just blown up so it's just it's just sad yeah he's just one of those guys in the NBA that like everyone likes mm-hmm. and like, like, especially now mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, Golden State tried to replace someone by trading for Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, don't know how well that's going to go over I don't think Kelly Oubre Jr. could even come close to the production Clay Thompson has. But so that'll be interesting. But yeah, like you guys said, Clay Thompson, that's that's just killer. I mean, that's a major injury on two separate legs within two years. Yeah. And after signing his new contract too. So that's that's just a bummer. Yeah. Ian, how do you like the Bucks free agency moves so far? Um, I like them a lot. I like him a lot. I think we got we got younger, and I think we did get we did get better, um, which is obviously the goal of every off season. Um, the big move was Drew Holiday for <clears throat> Bledsoe and George Hill. Um, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying that Bledsoe and Drew Holiday are the same player. They clearly don't watch the Bucks because Eric Bledsoe is awful. Um, I, we're we are losing George Hill. But, I mean, he's 34. He's at the later end of his career. And we got DJ Augustine, 
who is younger than him. And um, shooting wise, he is better. If you like George Hill had a better percentage, but he played and shot a lot less. Um, I read that he was in the 88th percentile of shooting threes and DJ Augustine was in the 94th. DJ Augustine is, that was a good pickup, I think. Yeah. And we got all these guys for pretty cheap. And we got to keep Dante because the Bogdan trade did not go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm the only problem I had with the offseason was we we signed Pat Connaughton for way too much. That was the only problem I had. Um, unless they're working on a sign and trade, um, if we are keeping him, I think that's a lot of money to pay for a guy who you, we literally could not play in the playoffs last year because he was such a liability. But other than that, I'm happy. We've got a lot of good defenders. Well, I think we have the best defensive lineup in the NBA now after getting, um, what was his name, Torrey Craig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm, re- I'm, really, I'm really excited for NBA to start in a month. Yeah, I agree with you. The Bucks definitely got better. And the people who say they didn't clearly don't watch basketball know the names that they brought in. Uh, the only mistake that they made was obviously the Pat Connington contract. Uh, I that the original contract, the two years, like eight million, mm-hmm. was going to cut into the mid-level exception, and they didn't realize that at the time, and so they had to go back because they they realized they fucked up to the agent and said, "Hey, we're going to have to do a third year." So they backed themselves into a corner with that one. But other than that, I really like the guys they brought in. Uh, Bobby Portis, DJ Augustine, Bryn Forbes, Torrey Craig, all three of them in Forbes, Augustine, and Portis can hit the three at a respectable clip, if not better in the case of Augustine and Forbes. Uh, Torrey Craig is an elite defender. He's one of the main catalysts as to why the Nuggets made it to the Western Conference Finals last year because he was able to get wings on the head. So, I am actually very happy with this lineup. Plus, we didn't even mention, I didn't even mention Dante either. Like, if he takes the step that he's expected to, this Bucks team could be really good. Well, I think he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder too because for two days he was gone, really. He had been traded, and he tweeted uh, like an hour ago how much he loves Bucks fans. So I hope he, I hope he plays with a chip on his shoulder this year. I think um, – It'll be fun to watch him grow. Yeah. Nick, what moves do the Bulls make in free agency? Uh, I Wasn't it just Garrett Temple? Uh, I think so. Other so, than Devon Dotson, I think, too. But yeah. draft move. But they signed Devon Dotson to a two-way deal, so he can only play 50 out of the 72 games this coming season. Um, but I think if he actually – I want him to honestly be on the roster um, opening day for the start of the season. Um, and I, cause I think that he can actually be really good. Like I think that he can be our everyday backup point guard. Um, uh, so maybe in the middle of the year, they rework his contract, get him full time. So that'd be nice. But, uh, Garrett Temple, I'm not going to lie, I've never heard of that dude before I looked him up. Uh, really? Just, yeah, never heard of him. Uh, so he And I looked up his stats and everything. He is just like the most average basketball player you could think of. Uh, he literally, I th- when I saw that, I was like, they 
they already have Otto Porter, and they're pretty much the exact same. Well, Otto Porter is better. <laughs> and Otto Porter wanted to stay. That was kind of surprising. He probably knows he wouldn't be able to go anywhere else because – well, no, he would go. He would go other places, but he just not for not the, get the money. Yeah, not for the money he's making. Yeah. Um, Liam, I also saw this morning that the Bucks front office has gone from cautiously optimistic to cautiously confident that Giannis will sign the supermax when he returns from Greece. I've been hearing from a lot, like just on Twitter. I'm sure you guys have seen the same things so that when he returns from Greece, there's a pretty good chance he will sign the supermax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you see that uh, Anthony Davis is waiting to see if Giannis signs? Because if he doesn't, he'll take a pay cut and so will LeBron to try to get him in, in L.A. next year. I did. See- oh, my God. I know. I, and, you know, it's all this, like, uh, tampering stuff that the Bucks had to go through. It is just – I'm not going to talk too much about it because it's over and done with, but it's just the dumbest shit ever. You want to talk about tampering – how about every single team in the NBA literally doing anything they can and begging for Giannis to come once his contract is up? And how about fucking Anthony Davis and LeBron James having the relationship they did and all that stuff for two years before Anthony Davis was even eligible to be traded? Like, I, I don't want to say that they're targeting the Bucks, but I think they're making it – the NBA are making a huge effort to get Giannis out of Milwaukee and – as it grows more and more in the favor of the Bucks that he's going to re-sign, I feel like they're just doing all that they can. Like, this Bogdan shit was ridiculous. I've never seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. NBA executives all called Adam Silver and were like, this isn't fair. Yes, because I'm sure all the deals that Woj tweets as soon as 5 o'clock hits during free agency all happened immediately at 5 o'clock. None before. I'm sure of it. Fucking ridiculous, dude. It's so stupid. Well, the big thing on the Bucks tampering was that neither team reported the deal as a done deal. It was Woj that reported it. I know. And then did you see after every pickup the Bucks made, Woj was just like sucking the Bucks cocks and every all the Bucks fans were just like, too late, bro. You fucked us. Like <laughs> we would have had if we got bogged on, our starting five might have been the best in the league. Oh my goodness. Yeah, but, I mean, well, the the Lakers are absolutely disgusting now. Yeah, the Lakers are good after it, getting Trez Harrell. It's the, okay. It's their title to lose now. It yeah, is. like I, it. They. Sh- I'm not kidding. They should probably win sixty games at least. If the Bucks can win sixty games with Eric Bledsoe, then the Lakers should be able to. Yeah. Like it should, they should go yeah. at least sixteen, twelve. Like this, the team is disgusting. It's not fair. Yeah, yeah. I you do bring up a good thing. You do bring up a point about the two-way contract, Nick. That I want to touch on. The Bucks also signed Jalen Adams to a two-way deal. I and saw that. I know a lot of people don't really know about that signing, but he is a very good three-point shooter, and there are a lot of people. A lot of experts on Twitter saying that they were surprised that he only signed a two-way deal and that he didn't get an actual contract. So I think he may he may be a pleasant surprise. All right, that's he'll good. probably replace Frank Mason. Yeah, they, they signed oh, Muhammad Diakite from Virginia. Oh, yep. I saw that also. Yeah, 
Um, we yeah. still don't have a backup center, so I can't imagine we're done in free agency yet. Something's got to be coming. Do you think that the Bucks might explore playing Giannis at the five? Um, would I, I don't know. Would, like, would Brooke come off the bench then? Thought it out that far. Um, but with them not really signing any big guys, it kind of makes me think they're going to play Giannis at the five more this year. Um, I mean, Giannis not, pretty much played at the five. Now that we have a competent point guard, that could be. So, I, what honestly, whatever they want to do is fine. If it doesn't work, they'll change it up. So, I'm happy overall with the Bucks free agency, though. I'm happy with it, too. Hopefully, Coach Bud will change it up. You never know. I remain optimistic that Coach Bud will have a better year. <laughs> All right. Moving on to some NFL news. It was a sad day yesterday. Joe Burrow tore his ACL, and he probably did more damage, too, to his knee. But it just... Oh, my God. He tore it up. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see the hit on him? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, the knee should not bend the way that it bent. No, and I feel like he knew right away. Well, he did. He tweeted before anything. Yeah, even when he was coming off the field, he was crying. He knew he was done. Mm-hmm. That's sad. But um, with that happening, I mean, rookie of the year goes to Justin Herbert. Like, it's over because it was really only those two guys. And Herbert's still just putting up massive numbers every week. Yeah. He is so good. He is so, yeah. so good. <laughs> Yeah, Justin Herbert. It's Justin Herbert's rookie of the year to lose right now. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, even if Joe Burrow didn't get hurt, I think Herbert would have had a pretty good chance at winning rookie of the year. Like, it's a 1A, 1B sort of situation before Burrow went down. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Steelers move to 10-0, and 0, remain undefeated. I'm not really shocked. But do you think they can go 16-0? Yes. Looking at their schedule, yes. They, if they beat um, the Ravens next week, then yeah, because that's the toughest game they have left. I and know. the Ravens are in desperate need of a win because they're just I, – I said at the beginning of the year, they're frauds, and I think you guys are slowly coming around. Yeah, they're frauds. They are not good. Yeah, I saw a tweet today that said, are you worried about Lamar Jackson yet? And it was a poll. I was like, dude, I've been worried about Lamar Jackson. I was worried about Lamar Jackson before the year started. I think that the entire nation will see that Lamar is not a good quarterback. This He's not. He's, he can't throw the ball. That And on Thursday night, when they play the Steelers, the Ravens don't have Mark Ingram or J.K. Dobbins due to COVID for that yeah, game. True. Which means, and they're a running team, which means Lamar's going to get his ass beat up because he's the only one running and he can't throw. So if they get behind, it's not going to be good. Lamar's going to need to throw in order for them to win that game, and he can't do that. Especially against the Steelers' defense. Yeah. <laughs> so I think everybody else will come around to this, the Ravens being frauds and ultimately Lamar Jackson being a fraud this Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a very good quarterback, and he proved he is one of the best 
last night? It's, it's honestly, I was just sitting back and thinking about it last night. It is, it's honestly just incredible what he is doing in only his third year. Like we have never seen anything like this ever. He is like, it's stupid. It's not, it's not stupid to say in his third year that he is probably the greatest quarterback ever. And I know <laughs> barring an injury, God forbid. I mean, he is going to break every single record and just go down as the pound for pound best fucking football player to ever play in the NFL. And he's in year three. He's what? 26. Yeah. It's unbelievable how good he is. And I think we just need to appreciate what we get to watch every Sunday. Cause it's, yeah. it's magic out. It's magic to watch. He is incredible. And he makes it look so easy too. It's just like yeah. that, that final drive against the Raiders. It was like, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I know. Like that last touchdown pass was obviously a blown coverage. Yeah. But I mean, still he drove what? 78 yards in fucking 30 seconds. Yep. Like it's unfucking believable how good, how good that team is, but it all starts with the quarterback position. So. Yeah. Yeah. That final drive. It reminded me of Aaron Rodgers from earlier on in this decade when you give the ball back with like a minute left in the game and all the Packers fans knew like Aaron Rodgers would go down and get a score. Mm-hmm. When Mahomes got the ball back with like a minute left, you knew he was going to go down and score. Yeah, and I think even Raiders fans were like, oh, we left too much time because it's we just, we just we've seen it too many times. We know what he's going to do. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Aaron Rodgers' final drives, he put up one uh, yesterday, ultimately putting the game into overtime, but they ended up losing in overtime. But that was a tough game. I'll say it. Yeah, but, you know, I'm glad I'm glad we actually competed with a good team. Um, like last time we played a good team, we got embarrassed when we played Tampa Bay. But we competed with a good Colts team. They had, they have the number one defense in the NFL, um, and our offense didn't really miss a step, um, other than just two turnout, two fumbles that killed us. Um, and I feel bad for MVS because there's been a lot of MVS slander. But since the trade deadline, he's been very, very good. Um, but he had one big mistake yesterday, and the fact that people are sending him death threats is ridiculous. It's a game. People like, who do that are absolute losers. If you actually are putting death threats to a football player because your favorite team loses, you are a pussy. Yeah, it's just plain like, and simple. It it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like it's yeah. not worth life or death. No, that's for any sport, really. No, yeah, oh, it's yeah, any sport. anything. No, but I the people who are like threatening MVS obviously don't realize that without MVS, it would have been a thirty-four twenty-one game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For 10 of those points. Yeah. If you didn't get the defense pass interference late in the first half, which ended up being a touchdown run for Aaron Jones, uh, that's seven points off the board right there. If you didn't catch that absolute bomb at the end of the fourth quarter to keep the drive alive, that's three points right there. He made one mistake. He made one mistake. Everybody makes mistakes. Even yeah. if came out and said, like, I've had my fair share, fair share of fumbles, like, yeah, and Rodgers threw a pick, a bad pick too. Yeah. So it wasn't MVS's was just bad timing. It 
he fumbled the ball, and the defender made a good play. Nothing you can do about it. And um, the Packers cannot, could not stop the uh, Colts offense. No, the Colts could stop the Colts offense. They had, yeah. I think, 11 holding penalties. That's 110 yards. That is yeah, ridiculous. The, the last two minutes of that. <laughs> the, well, actually, it was literally in a frame of 20 seconds. There were actually like eight penalties called. Yeah, and they were all holding. And the, cra- the crazy play. thing was is that they were all like blatantly obvious. Like it wasn't like they were bad calls. Like they would show the replay and it'd be like, oh, yeah, that's definitely holding. <laughs> like it's like – Come on, hold them inside the pads. Do you know how to block? Jesus. I know it was crazy. No, I think I think there were some positive takeaways from the game. Uh, I think the offense being able to actually like put up points against a very good defense is a very good sign. But that defense, my God, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Mike Patton does not deserve a job in the NFL. His defense. Mike Pettin's never had a defense that's ranked better than 20th in the NFL since 2013. Yeah, that's not good. How the fuck is he still a defensive coordinator? It's literally his fucking job. But, He's yeah. actually been with the Packers since 2013. No, that's no. for all this team. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's yeah. been with the Packers for years. Okay. But that defense... The defense just couldn't stop the Colts. It was obvious in the second half when the Colts just ran all over them. Yeah, it's always the run defense. Like, it's just embarrassing. They just run straight up the middle, and they get eight yards every carry. Yeah. You know what I noticed during the second half, though? Whenever Whenever played one middle linebacker and six defensive backs, and the Colts would run it, the game, they would gain, like, eight or nine yards on the run. But when the Packers would play two middle linebackers and five defensive backs, they'd be able to hold it to like a three or four yard gain. So I'm no defensive coordinator, but why don't you just leave two middle linebackers in there the whole fucking time? Yeah, I saw a bunch of tweets about that. They're like, literally, Mike Patton just throws all the defensive backs out there and just runs a prevent defense for every single play. Like we've seen it a million times. It'll be it'll be third and one, and the closest um, fucking. Receiver will be, or the closest um, DB will be 20 yards away. <laughs> what are you running? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to give all the blame to the defense, though. Special teams, they had a turnover. Mm-hmm. Do that. J.K. Scott was god awful during that game. I didn't even, wasn't he supposed to not play? He wasn't supposed to play, yeah. Yeah, I could tell. Jesus Christ. They literally signed a punter in place of him. Mm-hmm. Before kickoff, they said, "Yeah, J.K. Scott can play." Yeah, I wish he wouldn't have. And then <laughs> the offense—I think you got to put some blame on the offense too, just a little bit, just because Aaron Rodgers had a bad interception. Uh, they had two or three and outs in the third quarter that basically like put the Colts back in the game. Like, well, yeah, the Colts. Oh, go go ahead, Liam. Sorry, I was going to say something. I, I was going to say uh, the running game. This stat surprised me. The Packers have not had a 100-yard rusher since week two. Holy cats, really? Yeah. Yikes. The timeshare between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams was a 50-50 on-the-dot timeshare yesterday. Why is Aaron Jones not playing more? Is he still coming back from injury? or? It's been like three weeks. Yeah, I guess. But, but 
I don't know. It was just a bad game all around. Well, it was a good game, but they had bad elements to it all around. Yep. The Colts uh, offense also scored five out of the six times in the second half. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Colts are a good team. They deserve the win. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Green Bay bounces back against Chicago Sunday night. I'm not looking forward to that game at all. <laughs> Who's starting for the quarterback? Is Mitch and Nick? We, we don't know. It's a mystery. We don't know. And Eddie Jackson is out too. So, <laughs> so that kind of sucks. Yeah. Yikes. Lambeau or at Soldier Field? It's at Lambeau, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. All right, moving on. Tua got benched this past week as Miami lost to Denver. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. It, it's a weird situation because after the game, they said, oh, no, Tua's still our starter, but Ryan Fitzpatrick just gave us a better chance to win that game. <laughs> yeah, I know. What? <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, I mean, I guess, oh, he's just better when we're losing. Two is only good when the defense plays lights out. That's not good. Um, Tua, I didn't watch this game because I just had the pack game on instead of red zone because my roommate wanted to just watch one game. Um, but I saw he was benched, and I had the Dolphins defense in fantasy, and I know they got tore up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I just don't understand, like, what they're doing with Tua and Fitzpatrick down there, like – like if you want to if you want to like go for playoff spot, why don't you just start Fitzpatrick? Right. Stand. Like, I don't know. But Miami loses. They go six and four. That makes their playoff chances just a little bit slimmer than we all thought. Uh, we thought they could legit go like nine and seven, and Denver would be a win. But they obviously lost this past Sunday. They play the Jets next week, I believe. So that should be a good bounce back game. Or is it the Jets? Yeah. No, they already played the Jags. Okay. So, yeah, they probably played the Jets then. Uh, so, that should be a good bounce back game. Um, moving on to the other side of the country in the NFC West, Seattle beat Arizona on Thursday night football to take full control of the NFC West, uh, barring the outcome of tonight's games for the Rams and Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seattle got their revenge, but Arizona kept it close and – I still stick to my last week's take that Arizona's good. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. I th- one thing Seattle's defense really played well in that game though. I think they played they stepped it up after some criticism. Yeah, that was the best they've looked all year. Um that was it was weird to see. They were making plays in the backfield and I I, I hadn't seen that all year from them, so it was a good sight to see if you're a Seattle fan. Yeah, if that's the Seattle defense that shows up week in and week out, then Seattle is probably the favorite to come out of the NFC then. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially if Russ gets going like he did in the early season too. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is the NFC dumpster fire. Oh, so the East. Yeah, the NFC East. Oh, my, <laughs> my bad. Um, but – so the Eagles lost to the Browns. They go three, six, and one, and they're still leading the division by half a game. Doesn't every team have three wins? Yes. 
Yeah, that is awesome. Seven. <laughs> I hope the Washington football team wins it, wins the division. I legit think that the Washington football team will come out of the NFC East. I just want Alex Smith to succeed, so. Yeah, same. Yeah, and that basically sets up on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, the Washington football team plays the Dallas Cowboys, and that like could be a very, like, that game could decide the division. That's yeah, so that funny. that's that's insane. <laughs> so that that division's just a dumpster fire. Uh real quick, I want to ask you guys, who are your top three coach of the year candidates right now? Okay, off the dome, uh Mike Tomlin, Andy yeah. Reid. And Mark Vrabel or whatever. Mike Vrabel. Like yeah. Um God, who would be third? Those are my three. Johnny, who's a team who's like surprised people this year? I'll 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 give you mine. I've got Mike Tomlin. Obviously, he should win it no matter what. Yeah. I've got Kevin Stefanski of Cleveland. They are. I was thinking about Cleveland, but six and three or seven and three, and that's pretty good by Cleveland standards. And then it's a toss-up between Brian Flores or Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, I'd go Cliff as my third after Tomlin and Reed. Mm-hmm. All right. I just want to see because I heard some stuff about it on a podcast I listened to today during work, which was just absolutely long. Um, moving on, college football news. And the Big Ten – Showed out, and the Big Ten referees did not show up. <laughs> yep. Um, Purdue on Friday night lost on maybe the worst call in the history of sports. Uh, they called an offensive pass interference on the last play of the game where Purdue scored, and there was no contact because the receiver was five yards ahead of the defender. Cause that's why they scored. He beat him on the route and they called offensive, a ghost offensive pass interference to give Minnesota the win. So, and I hate Minnesota. So I PJ Fleck had to have had something with the refs that game. He had to have dude. Like, I don't know what else to say. That was a really bad call. I texted, I texted you Liam and I was like, did you fucking see this? <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't see it, but I looked it up and I was like, holy shit, like the offensive guy didn't even touch the defensive guy. No, like, was, not even near him. But, uh, yeah, that was a bad call. Um, and I know we won't say this for last, but the Badgers versus Northwestern, which Northwestern oh, won. Congrats, there were some shitty-ass calls in that game. <laughs> the Big Ten referees did not make up for Friday night's call in Saturday slate, so – there, there were some bad calls, but we'll just get into the game now because I brought it up. But five turnovers, like, I'm not going to make any excuses for the calls. Five turnovers, like, you're not going to win with five turnovers. And Northwestern fully deserved to win that game. Yeah, their defense is absolutely unstoppable, honestly. They made uh, Mertz look like a JV quarterback. Um, and yeah. I, the second half was super boring. It was just – all defense because there was only three points scored in that second half. There um, were nine straight punts in the second half. That's Big Ten football, baby. That's <laughs> yes, what it is. But no, it was a great game if you're a Northwestern fan. 
Yeah, that defense is really good. Um, I think they will – Northwestern will probably come out – well, won't probably. They will come out of the West now um, to probably face Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. But I do have a bone to pick with the college football ranking system. Why is Northwestern 11th? They should be top 10. Yeah, that's what I thought too. They should be eight. They should yeah. be Miami and Oregon. No way Miami and Oregon are better than Northwestern after the show Northwestern put on. Wisconsin. That's what I was thinking too. How do you beat a top 10 team? And when you're ranked. I'm moving to the top 10, Mike. Yeah, how do you beat a top 10 team and then not be in the top 10 after you're ranked 19th? And you and yeah. you uh, I, and you're undefeated and you played it's good teams. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, all I have to yeah. say about this I game. I think next. That, oh, <laughs> <laughs> want me to go? Go ahead. Okay. All I have to say about this game is that I I am absolutely in love with Pat Fitzgerald, I and love I think him, he is the most underrated coach in college football. And I would give fucking anything to have him as a coach like I that guy just he's just the best he is dude I love him (laughs) and he's the first guy to give credit to everybody else before he even mentions his own name um so I just he's the ultimate like team football he's just like the ultimate coach and I just I love Pat Fitzgerald I think he deserves so much credit for what he's done at Northwestern yeah because before him Northwestern was like really bad Mm mm-hmm yeah, and he then, turned him around. He's yeah. He, the the last time they were good uh, before he came along was in the '90s when he was on the team. Yeah, yeah, he that's was right. Playing. <laughs> so yeah, he just he just breeds success from Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's done a fantastic job there. It, he their Northwestern they may have like a down year, like once every like five to ten years. Mm-hmm. Other time, all the other times, like they're competing. Yeah, like. I saw a stat, um, the six out of the past seven times Wisconsin's gone to Evingston, they've lost. And yeah. I think that's a credit to Pat Fitzgerald and how he's game plan for Wisconsin every single year. Not only for Wisconsin, but for the entire Big Ten. Yeah. He's just, I don't know, I just, he's, he's just a really good coach. And I think all the players really like him and respect him. So they want to play well for him and show out every week, so. He's got to be the most respectable coach in college football. Yeah. Yeah, and he runs a clean program, which a lot of coaches can't say. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Northwestern, like, although they don't really have the flashy draft picks, there's some good guys in the NFL from Northwestern from that defense. Yeah. Um, but like we said, they will probably play Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship, and Ohio State just barely hung on against Indiana. On Saturday, yeah. Um, I you texted me. I was watching the Nebraska game, and you texted me that it took Ohio State two plays to score, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh boy, oh boy!" I was like, "Ohio State's just about to put a pounding on Indiana to make a statement," but they didn't. And uh, Michael Penix Jr. just tore up Ohio State's defense. He had what almost 500 yards and five touchdowns. Yeah, he had 491 yards and five touchdowns. Oh, God, Lee, that is insane against a good defense. And Justin Fields had three interceptions. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Justin Fields played pretty poorly. Um, yeah. 
So that was Indiana's chance, and they they almost did it. It took to the last drive. Ohio State's defense got to stop, but I mean, Indiana looked. Indiana's legit. That's what we learned. Is Indiana is very very good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Ohio State's defense is that good. After watching that game, the run defense was good. I'll admit that Indiana only had Indiana had negative two rushing yards. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but that passing defense is god awful. Mm-hmm. But you're allowing Michael Penix Jr. to throw for almost 500 yards, like, like that. Honestly, like if I don't know if there's another program in the Big Ten that like can throw it at that type of level as uh, Indiana against Ohio. Mm-hmm. But if they get into the uh, college football playoff and you're going up against Mac Jones, Ian Book, Trevor Lawrence, that defense will just get absolutely exploited. Yeah, I would be worried if I was an Ohio State fan about the defense because, like like you said, it's not going to be good when they get out of the conference. Yeah. Uh, I know I was wrong on that game because I remember I texted Ian and I go, yeah. It's it. They should have bumped up the twenty and a half point spread on that. <laughs> and I said, I said maybe Indiana's a second half team. <laughs> no, but uh, well, Ohio State uh, held on and beat Indiana. Penn State, yikes! Yeah, they're the worst team in the Big Ten. Well, no, they're not, but. They have the worst record in the Big Ten. They're the only team without a win. I mean, yeah, they have the worst record, but I don't think they're the worst team. So, I know we talked about this last week. How hot is James Franklin's seat right now? I still, I still don't think. I think he's going to be fine. I think every coach, like I said, is kind of getting a pass this year. Uh, it's a weird year. It's a weird schedule. There's no fans. So I think he's. I think all the coaches are safe except for maybe Harbaugh because he's had no success ever. <laughs> James Franklin, this is the first down year that he's ever had. So I think – I don't think his seat's hot at all, to be honest. I think he's going to be just fine. Yeah. I think I think he'll be fine. But I just – I think the seat will get very hot if he goes like 2-7, and 1-8, and eight, or like doesn't win a game. Then I think the seat will get hot. But I think he'll end up – he'll be coaching at Penn State next year. I think mm-hmm. that. And like you said, Harbaugh will probably get fired after the season. And I also think Jeremy Pruitt from Tennessee will uh, get fired as well because Tennessee is having a shit show of a season. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Bedlam was this weekend, Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma. And Oklahoma just absolutely wiped the floor. That yeah. Was, I was, watched this uh, – I watched this whole game and Spencer Rattler is fucking incredible. Ever since he got benched against Texas, he's been lights out. Like he just needed that little chip on his shoulder or just I don't, a reality check. I don't know what it was, but since Lane Kiffin benched him, my God, has he been good? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really know about the benching at the time. Like I didn't really understand it. But obviously, he's worked miracles because Spencer Rattler has just put up ungodly numbers since then. Yeah, he's he's so good. And if he didn't start the year so poorly, he'd be in the Heisman race still. 
But um, he just – his first three games – or his first game was nuts. And then after that, he had a couple poor poor games. But um, he's finishing strong, and he's going to be – he's the real deal, and he's going to be really, really good next year. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the Big 12 standings, and that win actually puts Oklahoma back into the uh, title game conversation. Because right now they are second. Tied for second. Okay. I hope they make it just because I like I really like Spencer Rattler, so I like to see him have success. Yeah, and if they were to make it, they would be playing Iowa State, which is a team they lost to earlier this year, so that would be a pretty good game. Yeah, that's right. Uh, speaking of the Heisman conversation, now probably leads the Heisman conversation right now. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yes, because Trevor Lawrence hasn't been playing, and Justin Fields had – a bad game. And since he's playing less games, there's less time for him to come back. And Kyle Trask has had a pretty flawless season. So I think it's, it's his to lose right now. I think right now, I think it's between Kyle Trask and Mac Jones about Mm -hmm. both backs have just been phenomenal. I think people could argue Kyle Wilson from BYU, but BYU hasn't really been in the news lately. And that's, I know like, you don't want to say that being in the news is a criteria for being in the Heisman race, but it is. But it is. Yeah. 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 And like you said, Trevor Lawrence didn't play because of a debacle at Florida state this weekend. Yeah. They've had, he's missed three straight games now. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard about what happened at Florida state, but. uh, Um, I don't remember. So Clemson had an offensive lineman who was showing symptoms throughout practice throughout the week. Uh, but he was always testing negative for COVID. So they just figured it would just be like, maybe he didn't feel well and was like the actual flu. Yeah. Or like a cold. Yeah. but And then like the night before the game, they were already down in Tallahassee. Uh, he tested positive for COVID. And so they did like a rapid like test right then. Everybody came back negative. Then they did another rapid test before the game. Everybody came back negative. And Florida State said for the safety of their fans and players, they did not want to play the game. And so Clemson was like, all right, like we understand. Could we push the game to like noon on Sunday then and have another like swab test? Florida State said no. And Clemson's like, what about Monday or Tuesday? That way we could have like a couple more tests. Florida State still said no. And Clemson was not happy about it, so there was no game. I did see this, actually, because I know a lot of Clemson fans thought Florida State was ducking them. And then I saw Florida State made a statement this morning saying that that was not the case. But I don't know. I feel like if everybody if everybody tests negative and everybody's safe, there's no reason to not play that game, especially three, day, three or four days later. If you get four days straight of negative tests, that game should go. Yeah, if it's if they would have played on like Tuesday, I think that would have been fine. Having those four days of people keep testing negative, I think that's plenty of time. Yeah. Um, but like I understand Florida State not wanting to play Sunday, like the day after. That makes sense. But like Tuesday or Wednesday, even, I don't know. Yeah, I I would have been fine with Monday or Tuesday, uh, but mm-hmm. day after and the day of were probably not going to happen just because of uh. You don't know how accurate those tests are. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, that's all for college football news. Moving on to some college basketball, which starts in two days. Starts Wednesday. We're getting there. I'm excited. I am so excited. I am so, so excited. Yeah, I'm just going to watch it just because it's basketball. (laughs) After literally during the entire Nebraska game, I was just like, God, I cannot wait for college basketball so I can stop. This can be a stop being the only fucking sport that I have to watch those fucking bums. You know who else is excited? Not Auburn because it's a double-A tournament. Yep, they um they have some like scandal surrounding them. So I guess to try to limit the punishments, they banned themselves from the postseason. Why? This year. Um. So I don't know. Like I guess maybe they thought if we ban ourselves, then the NCAA won't punish us as much. Okay. Um. But that's. I don't. I don't know. I've. I teams have done this before, but not a team like Auburn. That. Oh my! Did they make the Final Four two years ago. Yeah. The yeah. Last four. Yeah. So. It, uh, that was interesting. That. Do you know what the scandal was? I'm sure it was just the kids don't go to class and yeah, academics probably. i'm sure it's what every ncaa investigation is about or and it never goes anywhere yeah well i mean bruce pearl doesn't really have the uh clean background record either so yeah so uh that's all we have for college basketball Wait, no 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 duke isn't playing oh yeah. that's true Duke yeah, and Gardner Webb aren't playing because someone on Gardner Webb tested positive. So yeah, and thank you for reminding me of that, Nick. Yeah. Tennessee also is not playing because Rick Barnes tested positive, the head coach for Tennessee. Um, shoot, there there was another one too where I don't. I think that the head coach isn't coaching at uh, Mahogany Sun. Hogging Sun, whatever. I don't know what it's called. But it's a okay. tournament up in Yukon. Okay. Beginning of the season. There's some team that's going to be without the coach there. Okay. But, yeah, so college basketball starts this Wednesday. I'm excited. Ian's excited. Nick's excited. Everybody's excited except for Auburn. So, <laughs> uh, that'll be a great treat heading into the Thanksgiving long weekend. Absolutely. On to some other sports. <laughs> That's all we have. <laughs> we got nothing. Yeah. Well, wait, no, I do have something. The uh, White Sox and Yankees will be playing at the Field of Dreams on August 12th. That's right. Um, I actually have, I have one more thing also. So I, I'm listening back to all of our old, old episodes to get some clips for us. And um, after week two of the Premier League, Nick was saying how Arsenal are the best team in the Premier League, and he thinks that they're going to finish second. And I said that Chelsea was going to finish above us, and he told me that I was crazy. Um, and Chelsea are now in second, and Arsenal, I think, are in 14th. Uh, I, uh, I, yeah, um, Arsenal hasn't won a game since I said that. That's correct. They're awful. They're awful. They suck. They, yep. they straight up suck. Yeah, so – you know, I cursed the White Sox, and you cursed Arsenal. So we're even. Fair to say? No, let's call it even. Let's call it even so we don't curse any more teams. How about that? Yeah. All right. We're even. All right. We're even. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Jinx's abilities is just unreal. I know, dude. I I have an insane Jinx. I really do. I know. I wish you would shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> Okay, moving on to everybody's favorite segment, The Bachelorette. There's some Bachelorette talk, boys. You want to start this one off, Ian? Yeah, I will. Uh, it was kind of a slow episode, to be honest. I thought it was a little boring. Um, there were, the main event was the the wrestling tournament that Tasha had the guys participate in. And I thought it was so funny when Tasha was like, I didn't think it was going to get so competitive. Ah, yes, because when you put a bunch of cocky alpha males into a fucking UFC ring, I'm sure it's just going to be nice and playful. Fucking idiot. And and they've got so much testosterone and super horny that they're just raging, <laughs> bro. That's true. Um, and it was, it was all going fine, and there was a bunch of drama between these two guys, Chasen and Ed, and of course they were matched up against each other because it was good TV – and then as soon as they were about to go out and for their match, Chasen, no, 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 Ed went up to uh, Chris Harrison and said, hey, man, my shoulder's a little fucked up, so I don't think I can do this. He's like, I'm not trying to go to the hospital. So he was just an absolute pussy. And then Noah jumped into the ring from outside to fight Chasen and got his shit rocked. <laughs> Um, and then, but Taisha was so happy that Noah jumped in for her that she let him join in on the date and that did not sit well with all the other guys at all. Yeah. Uh, Noah jumping in. I mean, like, come on, you're on the bachelorette. Like you get, if one person drops out, you have to jump in. Like, otherwise. Oh, so you, you like the move. I, I was not opposed to the move, although inviting him on the group date was where I was opposed to it. Okay. Like, at the end part of it, that's I would not have invited him because he was not on the original card. Right. And um, I wish that they would have let everybody fight each other instead of just saying Chasen was the winner because I guarantee Easy would have fucked every one of those guys. That dude looked like he wrestled in high school or college, and he is also just absolutely massive. And if he would have fought anybody else, he would have killed them. But, you know, it's it's reality TV, so we can't – it can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm also caught between trying to decide whether Noah is a simp or a fuckboy, and I would say simp because Taysha forced him to shave his glorious mustache – and he went with it, which is just very simple. Like, like you don't you don't switch up for no hose. That's true. He did shave, but uh, after he shaved, he turned into a total fuckboy. Like, I don't know if the mustache was holding back his cockiness, but um, it certainly seems so because he got really fucking cocky after the mustache was gone. Yeah, I don't like him. No, and it seems like there's going to be problems uh, with him in the episode tomorrow night. Um, as in the previews, it seems like the other guys don't really like him. And Taisha is probably going to confront the group about uh, something said about Noah. Yep. I always look forward to my Tuesday nights. 
Yeah, and I just want to add one little thing. The premiere for The Bachelor came out. Nice little uh, snippet after The Bachelorette. And The uh, Bachelor starts January 4th. And this one, I think Nick will be more interested in because it's 30 hot women. Yes, I am definitely more interested in that. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Do we have any this or that, boys? Yep. I've got some fun ones. Yay! Okay. Um, let's see. What should we start with? We'll start with this one. Um, so if the series finale of your favorite TV show ever was about to air and your biggest crush texted you asking you to hook up, what would you do? Hook up. Not, no questions. Not if wouldn't even blink twice. I'll watch it on on demand later. Don't care. <laughs> That's what both of my roommates said. And I disagree. If the breaking bad season finale was on, which is my favorite show of all time. And my crush texts me, I'd be like, can we do it tomorrow? <laughs> no, not a chance. Yeah, I would agree with Nick on this one. Uh, like, I would not think twice about it. It could be one minute before the start of the show. I'm sitting on the couch ready to watch it. And I would get up so fast and go to – it would it, – Tell me before, be, the, before the Battle of Winterfell, you would have gotten up and left. Yeah, without hesitation. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, in my case, like I'll only be missing like 15 minutes of the show. So like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to be gone for no longer than 15 minutes. Exactly. So it's fine. <laughs> All right. Um, if you could pick one celebrity to have your back in a bar fight, who would you pick? Uh, Ron Artest. That's a good pick. Um, I would say the dude who plays Sheldon Cooper. Jim Parsons? Yeah. That's an awful pick. <laughs> uh, let me think of another one then. Um, uh, Ken Jong. Okay. <laughs> I think I would pick Conor McGregor. <laughs> Because he has a lot of experience in bar fights. So you guys went a slightly different route than I did. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you picked a, a doctor. <laughs> yep. It's, Nick's so strong. I mean, like. Yeah, I'm so strong. That's Actually, true. How much backup and, does Nick really need? He needs comic relief from Ken Jong. That's what it is. And if I do get my shit kicked in, at least I have a doctor right next to me to give me medical assistance. You know what? I'll accept that answer. Yeah. Good answer. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Last one. Um, you get to spin a roulette wheel. And if you land on red, you have to spend 10 years in jail. If you land on black, you get a hundred million dollars. Do you take the spin? Like a 50, 50. Yeah. Roulettes are 50. 50. Uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. No way. Is there any amount of money that you would take it? Um, no. I'm not spending 10 years in jail, bro. I would take the spin. I see it as a win-win. You either get, what is it, like 10 million or 100 million? 100 million. You either get 100 million dollars or you get free healthcare. Oh. Oh, that's a different approach to it. But. I mean, 
You also get raped in the ass like twice a week. It's just <laughs> some of the apps they take with I it. was just about to say, I am so dummy thick, bro. I would have so many inmates all over me. I don't think I don't think I could handle it. Good lord. <laughs> you used to it after a while, so like how bad can it really be? No, no. <laughs> oh god. All right, Ian, what would you pick? Um I say that I would take the spin, but if I had like both options in front of me, like in the moment, I probably wouldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um, in honor of Thanksgiving, which is this Thursday, we are gonna go through our top five things that we are thankful for. I I don't know what to expect from you guys. I don't know if you went a serious route or not. I kind of did both. So did I. Okay. Oh, I didn't. I'll start off. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, number five, I have the internet. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's not like it's not like serious, and it's also not like super jokes. It's just like everyday things, kind of. Yeah. Okay, so the internet is okay. why number five because I honestly I don't know what I would do if I didn't have the internet. Yeah, I don't know what anybody would do without it. Yeah. Um, I'll go. Okay, so number five, uh, friends and family. I have to put that in there because, you know, that's why it's at number five because I don't want to get sappy. But I am, at the end of the day, I am thankful for my situation and the people that I'm surrounded with. I think I'm very lucky and I'm very blessed to have the people I do in my life. And I do appreciate it, even if I don't tell them all the time. So anybody that's listening, I I do appreciate it, mom. (laughs) <laughs> even if i don't tell you all the time so i feel like i have to put that in there but that's why it's it's near the end of my list you're gonna make me cry again <laughs> all right my number five the frozen movie series uh, okay we i like it i like i love frozen i love frozen too i love elsa from frozen oh my god just love the frozen movie series i'm very thankful that it came out I haven't oh, seen Frozen 2. It is on the way. Neither have I. I've only I seen I haven't the first seen Frozen one. 2. How is that one? It's good. Um I like Frozen Frozen like the first one better. Okay. The Frozen 2 is more like adventurous. Okay. Okay. I like it. All right. Um for my number 4, I have uh, I'm thankful for video games um because uh it's just a really great way to pass time. Yeah. And they're fun. And you can play with your friends. You can have good laughs. I know I've had great laughs in PlayStation parties <laughs> and just great times. Like playing Uno with my friends. Till 1 a.m. <laughs> it's one of the greatest things ever. I love it. I would do it every single night. It is so very fun. I would do it every single night. So that's why I have video games at number four. All right. My number four, I have uh, music because okay. I feel like music just uh, like gets you in the right mood no matter what you're trying to do because there's so much variety. And I just feel like I I constantly have music on. Like if I'm getting up to do something, I can't just do it in silence. I have to throw my headphones in and 
put on some type of music, even if it's just for like two minutes, I can't even get through a full song. I'll still mm-hmm. like, I just, I'm constantly listening to music and I can't believe there are people out there. My friend, Philip Mearsman who don't listen to music. I guess they just sit in silence when they do anything. And that is just so odd to me. And I feel like music can also help you get through literally anything like, Oh, you're sad. Oh, you're happy. Just put on music and it'll, either help your happiness or make you feel a little bit better about if you're sad. Mm-hmm. I feel like music is very powerful and I, it has to be on my list. Do you listen to music when you do like homework, if you have to like write a paper or something? Um, so what I do is I, I listen to instrumentals of songs because when there's other words going on in my ears, yeah. I tend to get distracted. Yeah. So I just have instrumental music from like movies that I love Um, or tv shows that i love in the background um and it just like helps me work yeah i was gonna say i can't listen to like music that has like words in it when i'm like trying to write something or like read something yeah like listening to like uh like those like lo-fi hip-hop things on youtube like those 10 hour long videos. Those oh are, yeah. Yeah. yeah those I are. just have, I just have a playlist of like movie scores and TV yeah. scores for my favorites that I put on and just yeah. like have that in the background. So, yeah. All right. My number four, the only movie series I like better than frozen is cars. So I'm thankful for the cars movie series. <laughs> <laughs> feel like I relate to Lightning McQueen in many facets of my life. Fast finisher. Oh, God. Any red. Um, happy. Ah, uh, <laughs> come on. Don't, don't lie to yourself. <laughs> Jesus, Nick. <laughs> Damn it. And I, I think that the truck that houses Lightning McQueen on road trips is a very underrated aspect of the movie series. So I'm thankful for him. Okay. Name it, but I'm thankful for him. I literally just watched Cars the other day because we were talking about it, and I (laughs) also don't remember his name. I think it started with a B. (sighs) Nick, I'm going to look it up if, Nick, you want to go with your number three. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go. Um, At my number three, I have – I am thankful for Portillo's. Oh, wow. That's a good pick. Uh, because Portillo, being introduced to Portillo's at such a young age was probably the greatest thing my parents ever did for me, even better than them feeding me and giving me a nice house to live under. Um, because Portillo's big beef dipped with uh, jarnere peppers, a small cheese fry, and a small Coke is probably the greatest lunch slash dinner, even slash be- breakfast combo <laughs> I've ever had in my entire life. Okay. Um, Liam, his name was Mac. Duh, Mac Truck. Should have thought of that. God, we're so stupid. Yeah, that one. That's not our best moment. No. Fuck. Okay. Um, at my number three, I have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, that is such a good one, dude. That is. Oh man, I'm gonna have to do an honorable mention. I have to. I'm gonna have to. Okay. Um, <laughs> because I have never. It, I have never had such emotion from a set of 23 movies. Like I, I am obsessed with the MCU. I've seen every movie multiple times. I've seen infinity war and Endgame 
literally probably 15 times each. I can't get enough of them. I don't get sick of them. And I just, I've, I, you know, you grow with these characters for so long and Endgame was just such a perfect, perfect ending that it just made me love the entire first four phases as much as I possibly could. I've never, I've, I love those movies more than anything. And that, you know, I just, I have to have the MCU on there because there's so many and they're all just so, so, so good. Yeah. That's a really good one. Thank you. Uh, that, that's a really good one. <laughs> that's a good one. I'm going to go a little bit more sappy for my number three. I put friend. Um, although I get to pick and choose who my friends are. I'm very thankful who, for who they are and who they've turned out to be. Um, without my friends, I don't think I'd be where I am now. I don't think without their support, I'd be this far along in my podcasting career. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm very thankful for all my friends around me. Uh, they've been there for me through ups and downs. Family, eh. Friends. <laughs> God damn, dude. Y'all being so sappy. I'm going to fucking tear up. Oh, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay, I'm going to do my honorable mention first, and I'll do my number two right after it. Okay. Well, my honorable mention is the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Um, I am just so obsessed with it. I could watch every single thing star wars all day for the rest of my life and be perfectly happy there's just such great movies and the tv shows also are so good they're probably better than the movies actually they're not probably Um, they are better than the movies (laughs) they are (laughs) it's not even close um so i just yeah i just love i just love star wars so much all right and then uh my number two um i have sports uh, because without sports, I honestly don't know what I would do. Like, I, that's all I want to watch, pretty much. Um, growing up, I literally played sports my whole entire childhood. So, like, it was just such a big part of my life. Every single summer, playing baseball all summer long, and then playing basketball in the winter, and then... It was, and then again, baseball in like the spring and summer. It was just, I looked forward to doing that every single day. And then there, some of the, there's just so, so many great sports moments in history that are just so entertaining and awesome that I just love. Yeah, I also have sports as my number two. Yeah, um, sports. Nothing makes me feel more up and down than sports do. Um, and I think that's a very powerful thing because uh, like we humans thrive off of emotion and nothing, there's just nothing that compares to sports. Um, like Nick was saying, there's so many sports moments that like I could watch North Carolina win their national championship a billion times. And I don't think I would never not get goosebumps. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's the most exciting five minutes of my life was watching the last 30 seconds of that game and I could do it over and over again. And if my sports team loses on the weekend, my fucking weekend's ruined. <laughs> so it's hard being a Nebraska and an Arsenal fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the highs of sports, 
is just incredible and the emotions that come with sports like watching Giannis accept his first MVP when he could barely even talk like that doesn't just get you choked up or Joe Burrow's um, Heisman acceptance speech like those moments are just unmatched in anything in life and I, I genuinely I feel bad for the people who don't watch sports or don't like sports like I get it it's not for everybody but I truly think you're missing out on a on a big thing in a big part of life and because and, and it's like what do you do when you don't watch sports or like sports what do you do like what yeah I, I don't know but I whatever they do like if you're invested in a sports team whatever they're doing nothing will ever compare to the feelings that they get if they're watching sports like it's just yeah. literally nothing nothing compares mm-hmm. all right so great speech my number two is Pornhub um, oh good god <laughs> nothing all right wait hold up are you serious yeah thankful <laughs> for it bro what the fuck um, nothing relieves the stress and tension like a good old Alexis Texas video. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Not really. I am in awe. I am speechless right now. I am speechless. <laughs> Nick and I just go on this... <laughs> speech about emotions and feelings and and how sports has made us feel so great our whole lives and then Liam's like I like to come <laughs> hey you, you, I still have one more pick okay. <laughs> okay. okay well my number one is Wild Cherry Pepsi from the movie theater <laughs> there's nothing like the refreshing taste of a wild cherry pepsi from the movie theater when you're going to see a movie that just came out you got your giant tub of popcorn probably like a gallon's worth of wild cherry pepsi and you're just and you just know that you're about to have such a great two hours and it just I think I just think I've associated it with happiness. Really, every time I drink a wild cherry Pepsi, I think my serotonin levels get a little bit higher. I, I love that pick. It, I right. It's, I really do. It that is the only drink that you can get from the movie theaters. It just um, makes you feel fantastic. Yeah, I'm gonna go with an honorable mention real quick, and it's go, just going to the movies in general. Yeah. Um, the worst part of COVID for me, dead ass, has been not being able to go to movie theaters every other weekend. Yeah. And just seeing movies with my friends or by myself. I don't even care. I just love going to see movies. And it's just, I don't know, like, like Nick said, whenever I'm in a movie theater with my popcorn and, and soda, it's just happiness, just pure joy. It is like, I'm, I'm always looking forward so much to seeing these movies. Yeah. Like, I just, I just love it. I don't know. The feeling of being in a movie theater is just the best. It's just so great. Okay. My number one, um, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. 
I I have never loved an athlete as much as I love him. Um, I've wa- we've watched him grow as Bucks fans since he was 18 years old and didn't speak a lick of English to now winning back-to-back MVPs and being the best player on the best team two years in a row. Um, and I, I pray to God he signs the Supermax because it'll probably be the best day of my life to know that we get Giannis for five more years. Everything – like Giannis is the reason the Milwaukee Bucks are still in Milwaukee. I yeah. remember – when Adam Silver was his first year, he was trying to move him to Seattle. And, you know, Giannis came to Milwaukee and started to grow as a player and become really exciting. It got us a new stadium. It grew an entire – like Giannis is the reason we have we had a new stadium. We stayed in Milwaukee. We now have an entire district around the stadium. And it's literally all because of him um, and his brand and his story. So – I had like when I made this list, I put my number one first. Yeah. Because I knew it was gonna be honest because I just and he's also just so the such a sweetheart and so humble. I feel like it's impossible not to like him. Yeah. Um just as a human being, take off on the court, doesn't matter what you think about him, but I feel like it's just impossible to not root for that guy as a human. So yep, that's my number one. Yeah, my number one's a two parter. One of them was Giannis falling to the 15th pick. Um, so everything Ian just said, just apply that to here. <laughs> and I'll move on. My And then the other part was just sports in general. Yeah. Um, without sports, I don't know where I would be. Um, I don't really understand what people who don't watch sports do. People have tried explaining to me what they do when they don't watch sports. Still don't understand. Um but just the emotions that sports make you feel. Like, I'm not a very – I don't really feel emotions that much. But, like, sports is something that's a constant, like, you always feel emotions watching it. And just, like, having something that you're so passionate about, I don't think I could be as passionate as passionate in anything else in my life than I am in sports. And, I mean, it's what I want to do for a career, and it – Without it, I don't know where I would be or where I'd end up. So mm-hmm. that's why we have a sports podcast. It's obviously, very yeah, important to all of us. Yeah, like the like the first like uh what like three months of three or four months of quarantine, basically, uh, there was nothing to do. Yeah, it was awful. Um, I just. I just watched the sports replays that they had on ESPN for three months. Yeah, exactly. Like I, when they shut the NBA down, I think that was the saddest I've ever been in my life. Like my heart just sunk. I was like, this is, this is real. Like we're not about to not have sports for who knows how long. Yeah. It's like, what am I supposed to do when I can't watch sports? And it was awful too, that it happened right before March madness. Like literally the conference tournaments were, they were in the middle of the conference tournaments and March Madness is my favorite time of the year. Um, Cause I love college basketball and <laughs> yeah, it was awful. It was awful. I'm so glad that we got it back. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Any hot takes boys? Um, um, no, not really. No, no, I don't. 
I don't think I have any either. Um, okay. I'll have some more once college basketball starts. Yep, yep. It's hard to have hot takes when there's only one sport going on right now. Yeah. yeah that's true. Um, so, you guys ready for Liam's dad joke of the night? To go? Uh, Give me up? a sec. Let me compose myself. Yep, straight face, straight face. Hold on. All right. All right. I'm good. All right, boys. How do you make holy water? How? You boil the hell out of it. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't. I don't get religious jokes. <laughs> it was aimed at Ian. <laughs> it got a chuckle out of me. I like. I like it. It's always. It always. It's a good way to end the podcast on some good vibes. Everybody loves true. a good dad joke. That is true. Who doesn't? Beats me. I don't know. He just said everyone, so no one doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Um, We have anything else? No, I think that's the show. Um, Oh, yeah. I ordered the PS5, and then it got canceled this morning. So that was really fucking annoying. Yeah, but at least you're now in the same boat as me, who didn't get it at all that night. Yeah, that's true. Me and Nate, I well, I actually felt bad. I'm like, of course, me and I Nate know get you it, did. and not you. It's like that's so that sucks. I wasn't I wasn't gonna say anything, cause but I was just like, you know, Nate, maybe you should think twice before talking about how bad your luck is all the time. Mm-hmm. But, and, yeah, I know. And then of course, as soon as Nate gets it, he's like, it's gonna get canceled. It's gonna get canceled. It's gonna get canceled. It's the <clears> negative <throat> energy that he put out, bro. That got canceled. I agree. It got canceled because of him. I yes. 100% because he's like I'm waiting for the confirmation the cancellation email but he and then all day yesterday he was refreshing his email every 10 minutes <laughs> so that's why I was that's why I'm like Nate you're making a huge deal out of this it's mm-hmm. not yep so. <clears throat> unfortunate um, we get to try again on Wednesday for the 10th yeah. time I know I can't wait to have all the bots by him right away I know. They need to put a limit of one per. I know. But it's on Walmart, so it's going to be a shit show. Oh, uh, I know. Okay. We, yeah. we ended the night on a bad vibe, but it's fine. Fuck me. That's my bad. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, it's PlayStation's fault, not ours. Yeah, that is true. Okay. Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. Tell your friends, family about us. Get us out there. Spread the word to anybody that would like to listen. Um, we appreciate everybody that is still listening and coming along with us on this journey. And um, we will see you guys next week. Hey!